Welcome to the March 23rd edition of the PFF Forecast. Finally, finally news broke before we recorded, and we have uh, the Kansas City Chief here to discuss it all. We're going to break down the Tyreek Hill trade and uh, so much more. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let's rock. I've called you the Kansas Simpy Chief before on this podcast mm-hmm. um, yeah. and in, in public because of your ability, your ability to make the most, make a meal, to quote you, mm-hmm. out of out of things the chief do, Chiefs do. So they trade Tyreek Hill. We had talked about this as being something that was potentially in the offing really for a little while like since they lost to the Cincinnati yeah. Bengals yeah. so I actually before we get into the simping that you're gonna do and me tearing it down with a ruthless abandon okay were you like were you at all surprised by that and like what do you think mm-hmm. about the the mechanics of what led to it well so yes I am surprised because I think the majority uh and pleasantly so the 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 last you know, ever since they got Mahomes and they and they and Mahomes was sort of like we all figured out that he was one of the best quarterbacks in football. The Chiefs have sort of gone all in to win every single year, right? And you know, when he was on a rookie deal, that made sense. There was a lot of slack. They went and got Sammy Watkins. They went and got Frank Clark. They 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 re-upped Chris Jones after they won the Super Bowl. They got Joe Tooney last year. They got Orlando Brown, and like. They they get to this place, right? Their season ends with two two losses to the Bengals, right? Is basically how it ends, right? Mm-hmm. And the Bengals are sort of the blueprint for how you can have an edge in football coming from nowhere, right? Sign draft a rookie quarterback, build a roster around him. And the AFC is seemingly, and and the Dolphins are one of these teams now, by the way. You know, the Tyreek Hill thing's still a little awkward because he's he's been credibly accused of things as well. Um, the The Dolphins are this way. The Bengals are this way. The Chargers are this way. Um, and I think what I was worried about as a Chiefs fan was you look at this roster. You got Mahomes' uh, cap hit was $35 million. Um, they have not taken his base salary and turned it into a signing bonus to get this space, right? Which I thought was good because you want to, you want to pay the you want to pay the cap hit all in full one year, right? So that you can get the relief later. You don't always want to push it back. They had Chris Jones this year's cap hit is $29 million, an interior defensive lineman. Now they could push that back, but his cap hit becomes $36 million next year if they do that, right? They did do it with Joe Tooney. Now I think like they believe if you if you do these rollovers with cap players, you believe they're going to be there for the majority of their contract, right? Tooney's probably that type of player. Their eighth highest cap hit, despite all this top-heavy nature of the roster, was their kicker Harrison Bucker. This was a roster that was too top-heavy and had too many weak links. They lost Tyron Matthew, who was a defensive back who kind of covered up a lot of weak links. Yeah. 
They lost Trevarius Ward, who was a part of a lucky string for them of getting low pedigree cornerbacks and getting them to play championship caliber football. They lost Mike Hughes is sort of the same thing. They lost Lucas Niang, their right tackle, in the first Cincinnati game. And now, you know, they, they're, they, they have a hole there. They have to franchise take Orlando Brown. And despite all of those defections, they, they're, they were still only like a million or two under the cap with basically no depth on defense, mm -hmm. no starters on the defensive line other than Chris Jones. Yep. And... And no secondary wide receivers. I mean, they had Juju, but they need you need three wide receivers to play football in the NFL this year. And they lost to Marcus Robinson to the Raiders. In my opinion, they they had two, one or two choices. They could have rolled over on Mahomes, rolled over on 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 Jones, rolled over on Tooney, which they did. Um, I believe that I believe Kelsey was also an option, and they could have patched it together and gone all in again this year. Instead, they. I think did the right thing, which is to competitive give... rebuild. The Chiefs are <laughs> doing a competitive rebuild. I don't rebuild. even think it's a rebuild, this, but, but you're right. I'm glad that you yeah. ended up on the right take, yeah. which is the Chiefs are scared of all of the talent coming into the AFC West. And they've said, well, you know what? We're not going to, we can't compete. We're going to wait. We're going to acquire some draft picks finally. Finally. I mean, the Orlando Brown trade. An absolute catastrophe. In, in, yeah, uh, I mean, absolutely. I'm not this, taking away from anything they've done in the past. This Frank is, Clark, Orlando Brown, anything like that. I know you're not. I know you're not. And this is not me coming back at you. This is me getting fired up because you hit exactly on the point that I want to talk about. Two takeaways: Ryan Poles got out of there just in time, just in time, because it ain't going to look so pretty coming up here. And one of the reasons for that is, I mean, they drafted a running back in the first round. They traded. Number ones for a number one Brown. and a two for Frank Clark and a number one and number two for Frank Clark. And they made all of this investment in free agency on high paying offensive linemen. Mm -hmm. And as a result, now I think this is a lose, lose trade to be clear, because I believe that I would never trade for a guy like Tyreek Hill. And by the way, you can donate as we have in light of the Deshaun Watson thing. And one of the comments that I heard was, Hey, do this when you talk about other players. The answer is yes, we mm -hmm. will. And Tyreek Hill is one of those players. I would not trade for him. Go donate to um, the Ohio uh, Alliance. Alliance and Sexual Violence. And Sexual Violence. Thank you. I didn't have it in front of me. Or do whatever you need to do to, to make that right. I would not have traded for Tyreek Hill. But I don't believe that's why the Chiefs got rid of him. Now, I would hope that that may have played into it. But I don't think that was it, right? I think the reason that they got rid of him isn't really that they're scared of the rest of the competition. But they're kind of backed into a corner. Mm-hmm. And the reason they're backed into a corner is the myriad of really dumb things that, I mean, you know. Not dumb, but. I, but hindsight is twenty twenty, but yeah. like at the time you could make a case were not plus EV moves mm -hmm. that have compounded. Well, here's the thing. That the were luxuries at the time, right? Yeah. It was a luxury to draft Clyde Edwards Lair in the Running first back, round. linebacker the year after you won a Super Bowl. Yeah. A luxury yeah. to go get Orlando Brown and give up that draft capital for him. A luxury to go get Frank Clark, right? And it's like, well, the problem is it's it's that commercial where the guy goes, you know, he, he says, at the end of your life, will you regret the things that you didn't buy or the places you didn't go? Yeah. You know, the, the things that you buy that are luxury items compound and making plus EV moves, even if they're small and even if people don't like them at the time, can have a great downstream impact 
that you could have had yeah. here in keeping. And there was also just no slack, right? When I mean, you look at like the the Rams did something similar. They went all in, but all the players that they paid premium picks and premium dollars to played that way. Right. Cup, right. Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald were all top Matt ten. Stafford. We're all top ten players in terms of PFF WAR for yeah. non-quarterback. Stafford was a top five one in terms of quarterbacks. And the Chiefs, right? So, so here's a few things. And again, they draft Breland Speaks and Tano Passigno mm-hmm. in the Mahomes draft and then the next draft. They're so bad. Breland Speaks paid one year, got one and a half sacks. Second round pick, traded up for him in the second round in 2018. That was Veach's first draft. That was Veach's first draft pick, mm-hmm. right? Now, you compound those errors with Frank Clark, right? And then you get some bad luck. And here's the thing. Mitchell, when, when they when they decided to go all in in 20, mm-hmm. they did not expect Mitchell Schwartz's career to end with a back injury, sure. and they did not expect Eric Fisher to tear his Achilles on the, yeah. in the AFC title game. So then what happens when you get bad luck, but you also have errors, and you have the payment for yeah, errors? You're not robust to those things. You have to pay up for Orlando Brown, and they felt like they had to pay up for Orlando Brown just to get an NFL-caliber tackle on the field. Now, I think, again, so all those things happen. And they're also just not playing the same game anymore as these other teams, right? They're not playing the same game as the Chargers. They're not playing the same game as the Bengals. They're playing the same game as Buffalo, but Buffalo has had a half a decade of good decisions under Bean and under uh, McDermott. So they're, this, to me, and I, and again, I don't want to cape for the team, and I don't want to do this, but this is the first step towards, you know, this is what Mahomes' first or second year technically on this deal. Yep. This is what you have to do. To, I mean, Dion Branch won a Super Bowl MVP, and Belichick traded him to Seattle the next freaking year, yeah. right? Uh, this is, and again, some of the things are also just, and, and maybe lucky. I, I, I think if Christian Kirk doesn't get paid where he gets paid, and Devontae Adams doesn't get traded, Tyreek's back to the Chiefs on a 21 million APY yeah, deal. Yeah. Like, to me, this is kind of lucky, right? Because now, and, and we we modeled it out, Tyreek's worth last year about a half a win above replacement. A good, you know, rule of thumb is $10 million per quarterback, $50 million per non-quarterback. So he's worth about $25 million. You know, the the, the um, Dolphins give him about 30 per year, right? It d- just didn't make dollars and cents for the Chiefs. And now you look, okay, they, they send him away. They get $20 million in relief right away, which... Like if you you know if you want to price it out, that's worth probably a first round pick, right? All all told, then they get the 29th pick, then they get I think pick 50. Yeah, so they they got the first rounder, a second rounder this year. I believe that is 50. They got a fourth rounder as well, and then in 2023 they got a fourth and a sixth. Yeah, exactly. So and so you get that, and now you're at 28 million under the cap, which is leading the NFL currently. And again, this this just gives them the flexibility to go in and re and let things breathe. Because here's here's the here's the one thing: the Chiefs are not the favorites in the AFC anymore, and they're not the favorites in the NFL anymore. Nor should they be. We talked about that last week. Yeah. But are they the favorites in the AFC West? They are the betting favorites in the AFC West. Should plus, they be? Uh, or should we bet against them ruthlessly? I because so, these draft picks, the chances of these draft picks, you know, being a huge. We talk about this a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Draft picks, expecting them to immediately produce is, is is asking a lot. And they're probably going to go running back linebacker here at 29 and 30. Let's not. Let's not go there. So I, I think – so my my biggest issue here is, okay, 
But but that doesn't like look. You were either going to take some really shitty gambles on late round picks or street free agents, or you were going to take these gambles. To your point that you've made and you tweeted to me about, it's it, they they have to find a way to cobble. To they have to find a way to put together a wide receiver core. But now, like, there's rumors that they're after Stephon Gilmore, which I think would be a good value signing for them. Um, you know, Marquez Valdez-Scantling was visiting this morning. Wow. Um, and, no way. Yeah. That's where we've gotten to. We've gotten to the point where the Kansas City Chiefs, once the most vaunted offense on a football field, are hoping and praying, We're not praying. that Marquez Valdez-Scantling comes home. That's, that is home, like... Marquez. That is like a rags, a riches to rags story where it's like one year you're hoping you get, you know, a new car for Christmas. And the next year it's like, man, I really hope I get that man, pair of really socks I was looking for. this team not being that good anymore. Okay. Here's the <laughs> of thing. Of course I am. Here's the. Of course I am. And I know I I've am. been, I, I know, but I, but here's, I, I think it's legitimate. I think we should legitimately consider though, how, I mean, has more talent ever come into a division? than the talent that has come in to the AFC West. Like, let's not even, I mean, you have the Broncos and the Chargers, okay. both of whom are now legitimately mm -hmm. very good teams. Yep. But the fact that the Raiders don't suck, suck, you know, matters as well, yeah, right? Raiders made the playoffs last year, but yeah. But I mean, they were going to be, you have people like legitimately trying to make arguments that the, the Raiders are like the second best team in this division, which I think is a little bit of hyperbole, a yeah, lot of hyperbole. It's, it's, it's tricky. But for a, for a theoretically worse team in the division, they're very good. And so a team that last year, I think we had legitimate questions about and questions about their offensive efficiency for the first time, really, is losing, say what you want about how terrible of a person he is. It, losing a person, a player yeah. that was kind of uniquely dynamic on a football yeah. field, uh, in a in a receiving court that stunk. But here's here's they what I'll, stunk. But here's here's what I'll say because again, this is going to circle back to your thing, and then this is not me being a homer. This is me being realistic about this football team. They they the Chiefs did struggle as an offense last year. Yeah. They won a game against Dallas, nineteen. Not they got they they got held to three points by a. Kind of a bum ass Titans defense, right? They they were down twenty Clip to that. seventeen in the fourth quarter of the Giants in Monday yep. Night Football to yep. start their winning streak, their vaunted winning streak. Yep. They won 13-7 against the Packers. They won 19-9 against the Cowboys. They won 23-9 in the best under in history against Denver on Monday mm -hmm. Night Football. Mm -hmm. They they the Raiders gift them a game where they don't run the too high. They they score a ton of points. They get they get shut out in the second half. Touchdown wise against the Bengals twice. Yeah. Here's the thing. Last year, Tyree Kill's average depth of target went down 2.3 yards. Tyree Kill's yards after catch went down 1.3 yards. This was my reasoning for wanting Marquez Valdez Scantling on this team. Was Tyree Kill is not Tyree Kill anymore. And I it's not a it's not a hold on, hold on. It's not a talent level thing. Yeah. It's not a it's not a he's declining thing. It's a the defense of the NFL for the last four years have seen Patrick Mahomes put them on a skillet and have decided we're not going to do anything except for play too high and stop Tyree Kill from going deep, yeah. right? And that took away a significant fraction of their offense. Now, no, the, no, what what stopped what took away a significant portion of their offense, Eric? And I think this point you might just be about to make is that they couldn't capitalize on the fact that teams were trying to stop one fucking player. 
That, that, That's the pr- that. And, and so they they get Juju. But here's the problem, though. Here was the thing they faced. So Tyreek Hill played 53% of his snaps in the slot the last two years. Juju Smith-Schuster, who they just acquired, 75% of his snaps in the slot. Tyreek Hill, if he was going to make anywhere from $21 million to $30 million per year, was going to have to get targets somehow to justify that contract. That is how it works. And so he was going to, which he did last year, run more underneath routes and be more of a Devontae Adams type for that team. Whether he was good at it or not, that was what they were going to do. And and to me, again, and Tyreek Hill the last two years, 23 drops. 10 last year. You know, big part of their offense was the fact that they were dropping passes when teams were giving them the underneath shit. To your point. Yep. So my thing with Marquez Valdez-Scantling was Tyreek Hill is your Devontae Adams. MVS is your MVS. Be the Packers offense that way. If you're going to run Tyreek deep, you better not throw it to him because the teams are taking that away. Mm -hmm. And so in my mind, it was never going to be congruent to have Juju have 100 catches on this team, Travis Kelsey have 100 catches on this team, and Tyreek Hill take a dip from 182 targets, which was a career high last year, by 20. And have the thing down to like 140 or 130, right? So, again, Tyreek has way more utility on another team than he was going to have on the Kansas City Chiefs, especially at his dollar figure. Now, are they better without him? No. But at least now, it goes from a situation where you have all of these issues on your roster. Defense, you have no corners, you have no backup linebackers, you have no starting edge players. You have no nose tackles as a starting caliber player. You don't have a right tackle. And meanwhile, you're on your offense grinding. That last season, they were 12 and 5. It was a fucking grind. You're grinding to get 2% better in your existing offense. You're trying, you're trying your damnedest to figure out the two deep. Don't you ever call your season a grind? You privileged piece <laughs> They are of- grinding. And they grinded. You want to know grind? I know. The, Go be a Lions fan. But they were grinding to get 12-5. and five. At least now. Grinding. At least now, the change has to happen. And it, and it has to happen with the buffer of having four picks in the top 50. And, or 62, I'm sorry. And 28 million in cap space, which they didn't have before. That's the positivity I'm spitting from this. They're not, they didn't get better today yet, right? They didn't get, they, the Dolphins didn't get worse yet. The Dolphins, Tyreek has more utility to the Dolphins than he does to the Chiefs. And, and here's the last point I'm going to make. And, and we made it a little bit last week on the podcast on, on Sunday. After they won the Super Bowl in 19, there was a ton of utility in being the best AFC team. We didn't know Mm -hmm. Buffalo was amazing yet. We didn't know Josh Allen was who he was. Tom Brady had just retired. Um, The AFC West was a shit show. For them to go all in in 2020 to be the one seed and go to the Super Bowl and win it made sense. I thought there was a ton of marginal value in being the one seed in the AFC. Last year, a little less so. I don't think for this Kansas City Chiefs team, A, they could have actually achieved it. And B, whether there was any marginal utility in doing so. The AFC, the seventh seed in the AFC is going to be a bus this year. So for the Chiefs to scrap and claw and try to get lucky in that division and b- get the one seed. Yeah. I, I, I don't. It's I, don't a, it's I, a, I, I agree. A competitive rebuild. We're going to talk briefly about the Dolphins side of this equation, as well as a little Matt Ryan trade here in just a second. But reminder, you can get now 25% off 
with any PFS subscription with the promo code forecast, F-O-R-E-C-A-S-T, um, by going to pff.com and then subscribing, get either an Edge or an Elite subscription. Edge gives you access to all the content that you know and love at PFF, NFL Draft Guide, all of our free agency rankings, and PFF yearly grades. If you get an Elite subscription, that gives you all of the betting tools that Eric and I talk about and use every single uh, week, plus um, all of the weekly grades and much, much more data with premium stats. Go to pff.com, get your subscription ASAP. Are the Miami Dolphins legit? They've signed Teron Armstead. They franchise tag Mike Gesicki. Yep, huge. They They've have got Jaylen. Raheem Mostert. They have look. Raheem <laughs> Mostert is Niners a legend. legend. He's going to be so good in two games. Who did they next also year? get on the O line? They got two offensive linemen when they needed four, I think. Uh, you know, you're asking the wrong person yeah. because they have Waddle, which is good. I, I, mean, I know Waddle's fantastic. I, I Tyreek Hill and Gasicki and uh, Chase Edmonds was someone that they also yeah. signed. So they've done a lot of work this offseason. And they were a nine and eight team. Now they were a bad nine and eight team. They have Mike McDaniel now, yeah. right? So you think about Mike McDaniel. Think about that offense with Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, those running backs. Now an offensive line. They're gonna call him Debo Hill from now on. Here's here's my question <laughs> to you: Is Tua no Jimmy G? No. Is he even Jimmy G? Oh, no, I because that's what that that is my. The really interesting thing here, and you know, giving up that first round pick and your second round pick and your second round pick makes it really hard to to reload there. I am I am fascinated by this. Tua's average depth of targets. We talked about Tyree Kill last year was ten point six. It was down uh, two point three yards. Tua's average depth of target last year seven point four. Um. Tua last year, 10 big-time throws, 22 turnover-worthy plays. Mm -hmm. um, in, a, in a league full of three war players at the position, he was a one-war player, which means, you know... Where did you, that rank? Uh, it's like 35th or yeah, something. Yeah, it wasn't I mean, there, great. There were backups that came in and played and got more war than than, than Tua. Um, Tua so far in his career, 17 big-time throws, 35 turnover-worthy plays, 6.6 .6 yards per pass attempt, Twenty. he's taken 40 sacks, 20 each year, um, NFL pass rating of 88.8, .8, which, you know, that's below, beneath average, 90, or actually higher than 90 is, you know, average now. Um, to, like, I, I made a joke that, like, this is Teddy Bridgewater's team. Um, but, like, that's, but. Most, most predictable thing on the planet Earth. <laughs> but, like, this is a, this is one where if you're the Dolphins, you know, you're probably going to go back into the quarterback well. 2023 well because this isn't your guy right this isn't your draft pick that, Mike and that's the so i said this sort of like wishingly you know mm -hmm. trying to manifest that um they're really just getting weapons for jimmy g I mean, and I think I'm wrong there, but I just for a second yeah. i mean to have fumbled a lot last year too he was bad at that too i have a I have a really hard time watching Tua play football and you just cited all the data points that I would have cited as well but just watching him play here's how I'll describe it 
You know the guy that he drops back to pass and you're just always worried? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Tua. Yeah, no. It, like, and, and Jimmy has some of that, but... We've moved past that as an NFL, except for him. He's he's one of those guys. Now, I think there's a there there are a couple others. Zach Wilson, I know that you stand, but like Zach Wilson's one of those guys mm-hmm. um, where he drops back and you're just terrified. Taylor Heineke, another one of those guys. Uh, Nick Foles, another one of those guys. Um, Man, he, Nick Foles is a good comp for, for Tua. Like, Andy Dalton. Like if Tua was around during the Chip Kelly years, he could have had success. But, like, you remember Nick Foles with the St. Louis Rams? How freaking – that was an abomination. Like, yeah. Nick Foles was one of, like, one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen play football for the Rams. Like, if you put Tua in, like, a normal offense – the other thing that people don't and, – and I know the two high guys, Deontay, who's left us, but also – but uh, um, Seth Galina talk about – like, they run a ton of RPOs, too. Like, they've almost, like, ruined the RPO in, in, in Miami because uh, of how, like – it's just kind of awful it is with the, like how like neutered their passing game is. But like, look, like, and this, it didn't get better for Tua. Here's my issue. So they won, they finished the season with all but one win down the stretch, right? And I know that like the Tennessee game was the one they lost and they got to play Ian Book and all this shit. But his passer, his passing grades last four weeks of the year. 44.3, four turnover worthy plays. 48.3, three turnover worthy plays against the Jets. 47.6, three turnover-worthy plays against the Titans, who are not a good defense, and then 62.9, two turnover-worthy plays. That dude carry the two at 12 turnover-worthy plays in the last four weeks of the year. You cannot, like, if you are going to be a Brad Johnson, uh, if you're going to be one of these underneath dink and dunk, ter- like, if you're going to be a Teddy Bridgewater, you better not throw turnover-worthy plays. Yeah. Well, here, let me, let me make the case, okay? Because... Over the last two seasons in San Francisco, Jimmy Garoppolo, and I'm citing um, our uh, our coworker, Arjun's air yards over expected here. Yards, uh, uh, average depth of target over what you'd expect given the context. Jimmy G, about a ha- uh, single yard, 1.0 yards below expectation. Now, this surprises no one. They should throw the ball short. You know, they yeah. yak, yak is their game. Yakety yak. And if you look at Tua, when he drops back, you're terrified. When he throws the ball more than five yards downfield, you're even more terrified. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're looking at this and they're going, look, we're going to turn this guy into Jimmy G. He's going to throw short. He's going to throw on time. We're going to get Toronto Armstead. He's not going to get beaten to oblivion. Yeah. And we're, this is our best. Sh- look, we invested a fifth, round, a fifth overall pick in him. This is us making that move. And we're going to go for it. You know why I think Mike McDaniel might believe that's the way to go? Because uh-huh. he just... They just went to an NFC championship and a Super Bowl two years before with that same Well, that, that's the upside. So Jimmy G last year, 12 big-time throws, 30 turnover-worthy plays. So it's a similar race. I don't as, use this as, word very often. It was a privilege yeah. to his, watch his my last, man Jimmy His work. last five games of the year, three turnover-worthy plays, three turnover-worthy plays. Don't two, you dare. Two, the man was playing with his left arm. Well, and, and so here's, here's the one benefit that Jimmy G has over Tua. Everything? Jimmy G, since he joined the Niners every single year except for 2020, which it was 7.8, had eight yards per pass attempt. Tua was 6.6 last year, I believe. So you're talking about almost two yards more per play. And the reason is, for better or worse, Jimmy throws what's called. That is the difference between Jimmy G and we're gonna, Tua. Well, we're going to find Tunga, out. Tunga Bailoa. We're going to find out because I don't. Tua has not been in an offense 
where you were excited to throw what's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this will be th- this is this is putting the ultimate test together for Tua. And he, if he fails, if he fails, I will be very interested to see if they try and make a move for Jimmy G. You know why? Because if they have Jimmy G healthy, they're the second best team in that division. With Tua, I still take the Patriots. You think the, over pa- them. You think the Patriots? The Patriots have have only had defections this offseason for the most Bill part. Bill Belichick. You can, I, you know, I, and I've talked about the Patriots before, but like, I will take Bill Belichick against Tua Tungavailoa. Well, that eight days a week. And I'm wondering also with Mike McDaniel, you're talking about a guy who's like never called plays. You're also talking about a guy who's never been a head coach. You're There's also a lot of newness. Yeah, a lot of newness. You also have dysfunction in the front office there right like that caused the brian flores thing that caught like the greer stuff you know that they're you're they're going all in this year but like you know teams that go all in kind of have one or you two you can't go all in if your quarterback but, is this bad this is this is like um it's not quite the mitch trubisky bears thing but it those, it those might be kind of close spectacularly it might be kind of close and my issue with him my issue here though is also with the dolphins like they they want Gasecki to be Kittle, that's just not gonna happen. You yeah, know no, they're not that uh, stupid. But uh, let me let me uh, why would let you me give, posit why a couple. Would you give the so let me posit tag. some options here. Uh, so Matt Ryan just got traded to the Colts, but you've got Baker out there. No one wants Baker Mayfield. No one. No one. Jimmy G's out there. The potential for them to like make a quick move if they want is there. How would you feel about Baker Mayfield in that offense? I'd be at least interested. I'd be at least interested. I'm not the biggest Baker Mayfield believer at this point in time. Um, But Jimmy G is definitely interesting there as well. Um, I want to talk Matt Ryan trade here in just a second before we do. If you want to bet on any of these wonderful things like that the Chiefs are going to not win the division uh, after turning into a competitive rebuild, go to DraftKings and the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Not sure if you know, but basketball is happening and you can use promo code PFF and bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. So go sign up, use promo code PFF, capitalize on all those free bets and let them roll into glory for the NFL draft. Uh, if you don't have a sports book in your region, it's okay. There are tons of huge cash prizes you can win with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at a million dollars in total prizes with their first deposit as well. So go to DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code PFF with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. NBA 21 and over minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state specific responsible gaming resources. Gambling problem call 1 800 Gambler. Speaking of responsible gaming resources, Manscaped. You were wondering how I was going to uh-huh. transition, uh, and I did though seamlessly. The transition. It was beautiful. It's kind of like the transition uh, that the Chiefs are making from uh, having a good receiving core to a bad one. Um, we uh, fully endorse the Manscaped product. I use it. I think Eric uses it once a year um, or thereabouts. Every once in a while. How do we know this? How- You're just, just making I'm guesses. I'm just basing. Uh, yeah, I figure you lose it for like eight months, and then you find it, and you use it, and then you lose it. And- People Do you know where your your lawnmower 4.0 is right now? I know where my 
actual lawnmower is, and I know and where my lawnmower 4.0 is. Look at you, yeah, a man fine. of the people right there. I shouldn't have doubted you. I'm sorry. No, 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 of course. I'm sorry. Of course. Promo code PFF, 20% off at manscaped.com. Get the ultra premium collection. That's right. It's more than just about your private parts. It's all the way from the hair on the top of your head to the moisture in your skin. And that's what Manscaped is here to make sure you've got totally covered. They have body wash. They have two-in-one conditioner. They have hydrating body moisturizer to invigorate that dry skin, deodorant for obvious reasons, and lip balm. Because if you have chapped lips, it doesn't matter what anything else looks like. You're not making it uh, any anywhere. Not making it anywhere. Um, I don't know what I was going to say there. 20% off with promo code PFF at manscaped.com plus free shipping. Matt Ryan goes to the Colts. And my initial take here was, you know, there's been a lot of, of quarterback moves. Mm -hmm. And obviously, Russell Wilson over Drew Locke is the biggest upgrade. But this is a big upgrade for the Colts. Mm -hmm. You know, a team that all, all they had to do was beat the worst team in the NFL to make it to the playoffs. That, that's how good that team was with Carson Wentz. And Matt Ryan was, I think we're going to find out, certainly this year, playing in not so great of a situation mm -hmm. over there in Atlanta. And I, I want to be bullish on the Colts now. I do. And I don't know if that's the, the amount of pain that we've suffered through with Matt Ryan, mm -hmm. the number of times he bet the Falcons. But... I don't know. I almost feel like this is the literally the perfect situation for him to be in um, with a, a guy like Frank Reich with a strong offensive line. Um, he's still a super smart quarterback. Mm -hmm. um, he's going to be a huge upgrade over Carson Wentz. He's I, worth about a win above replacement more than Carson, which I think given all the bullshit in Atlanta, it was probably good, right? Like a pretty good yeah. moment. Now he has kind of a noodle. That's the only when, when that's the only issue. When Matt Ryan can't set his feet, it's 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 not it's pretty. a privilege right now. But like the here's here's my thing with the with the Colts. Both the Colts and Matt Ryan were backed into a corner, and I think both are doing about as well as they could given the situation they've been put in. Yeah. Right? So obviously, if you look back at the last six years and you knew what was gonna happen in, in hindsight. The Colts should have just drafted it. Like, the Colts should have tanked harder when when Andrew Luck left, yeah. walked out on them, and Jacoby Brissett was their quarterback, and they instead started five and two, and you know limped to seven and nine, and didn't have a chance, right? And then they went and got Philip Rivers, um, and then Philip Rivers did just good enough to make the play. You know what I'm saying? Like all these steps have put them in this position, but given they're in the position that they're in, mm -hmm. this is about as well as they could have done. I mean, Matt Ryan indoors with a good offensive line and a running game to help support him and a defense that's not a joke. Like, that's probably all you could ask for. And we really haven't seen Matt Ryan with any sort of support. I mean, think about this. Like, we talk about cap hell and all this stuff, right? Like, we talk about cap hell and we talk about... I mean, the Falcons have dealt with it the worst of anybody or put themselves in this position worse than anybody, right? I mean, they're paying Matt Ryan $40 million not to play for them this year, mm -hmm. which is the highest cap charge a player's ever taken on to play or not to play for a team. Yep. So, you know, the, the, you know, and he's dealt with it, right? Like he's dealt with the fact that like they, they pushed their chips into the middle after 2016 and then after 2017, then after 2018. And then like they needed the two offensive linemen to hit 
right? right? They needed Ridley to be the number one after Julio left. They need they made up they had they had to have so many gambles, right? This kind of comes back to the the Packers and the Chiefs kind of arguments, right? And why they moved on from high priced guys. And none of those bets hit for the Falcons. And it left Matt Ryan, frankly, like you watched that Thursday night game against the New England Patriots. And it's it was, just like... I tried not I, to. I actually. mean, it's just, it's sad to see a guy who's the MVP of the league look so feeble, right? So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him in Indy. Yeah, it was to go back to, um, you know, the, uh, the metric that I just cited, which is, you know, uh, average depth of target above or below what you'd expect you know how aggressive are you you know given what's called um he was actually above expectation in 2020 mm-hmm. interestingly by about two tenths of a yard and that dropped dramatically it was about a yard below expectation last year and last year was the first time that he has had a negative epa per pass play since 2013 so did he fall off a cliff or did that offense suck or was it a little bit of both can you do a little tb12 method yeah that's the thing i mean like and a lot of these guys that's the thing about a lot of these guys is they're getting older right like talking about ryan talking about kirk cousins is 34 you talk you about, had to bring you couldn't make it through one no, podcast without keeping kirk's but some name of the, but some now. of these some of these guys that some of these older quarterbacks like that's the other thing that you have to like worry about because Brady has sort of broken all the rules by being like yeah. this god, you know, physically after the age of 35. Um, I think I think the issue here, and we saw it. Remember, remember that game you and I bet against each other where I had Indy and you had New, uh, Cleveland, and, and Philip Rivers couldn't throw, like, could no. not. Like they 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 dealt with Rivers noodle for that whole season, sure. 2020. And you know, to me, I think that's where it's going to be hard for the Colts to compete. But I don't know if they're competing for a Super Bowl as their goal this year, right? I think for them, it's just like, and and th- this is where I, this is where the Ryan thing doesn't make a ton of sense to me. So sure, you can compete in the AFC South. I think you're plus 120, you're tied with the Tennessee right. Titans. I think the Titans are are ripe to get picked this year um, as far as the, the, the king there. But you're are you as good as the Chargers? Are you as good as the Chiefs? Yeah, are you, you as good you, as the you Raiders? Might, and, you might be the eighth best team in the conference, maybe. And you and you get the four seed. And then I guess the, the issue is is like everybody looks at the Bengals and says that's a ten and seven incomplete team on the four seed, and they made the Super Bowl. And you know, and and, and you know, it took some luck because the Chiefs were a flawed team and they knocked out the best team. And you know, like it takes some like luck they, there. They might legitimately be like a bottom. Half five, of the division, bottom, half of the conference, a sorry. bottom five or six team in the conference. Yeah, you know? but but because the East has the Bills and possibly the the Dolphins and, and the Patriots and right? the Patriots and who the are North, team last North year. has the Ravens, the Browns, and, and the, the Bengals, yeah. and the West has four great teams. Like you go look at that and you go, man, yeah. And so that that's my worry here is that their issue has been that they've never been in position to get a franchise quarterback, and they're they're perpetuating that right like what if ryan has a good year let's say he has a six out of ten this year are they running it back with him right I mean, that's, <laughs> like, that's the question like what is the future there for indianapolis um i'm going to go ahead and say this they don't really have they don't really know <laughs> yeah. you know i think that's i think that's clear well, here and and to be to be honest like not to bring this back to the chiefs but ballard was oh, with ballard was with john dorsey before and it was sort of the same thing with them, right? The Chiefs had, Chiefs traded two, like think about this, the Wentz stuff, right? Like the Wentz and the, 
you know, what the cut, what Cousins was going to go for, what May, Bay, Baker Mayfield was going to go for before. Like the Chiefs traded two first, two second round picks for Alex Smith, and they kind of because that was a bad quarterback draft. That was that was uh, Eric Fisher and Luke Jokel were the top two picks. Chiefs had the first pick. They had to go tackle and. They had Alex Smith, and Alex Smith was good enough to get them into the playoff, much like Indianapolis, much like what Indianapolis is dealing with now. They're good enough to sort of get in that 10-win range. And, like, Ballard, the only thing Ballard knows, I think, is to, like, sort of stay the course with your kind of okay quarterback until you can get – until some Mahomes or Malik – I think Malik Willis is that quarterback for a few teams this year, but for the most part, it's not. It's not available to the Colts. They don't have a first-round pick. And – like that's the, but the problem is, is all of those situations have not worked for Ballard, right? Like Jacoby Brissett was not good enough. Right. Uh, Rivers retired. Carson Wentz wasn't good enough. And now, you know, I, I think Matt Ryan is probably the first guy that might be good enough, but he's older, right? Like it could fall off a cliff for him. Good enough, maybe to make playoffs and be an underdog at home, like Alex Smith. You know, like <laughs> that yeah, was yeah, exactly yeah. what the Chiefs yeah, dealt with. Like so. Yeah, is it for Matt Ryan's sake? I hope that his arm gets a little bit more life. In in reality, I think it's like uh, you know, look, we know this about the about the Colts. They're here to hang a division win banner. So yeah, I'd still that, take the Jags in that division. That might, stop it! Stop! Come on! Stop it! That's how we know we got in the podcast. Incredible! You take the Jags in that division? Uh, what, their numbers have actually gone down, so maybe not. I took them at like eight to one. Of course, incredible. There's value all over. You board. moved from Zach. Well. <laughs> Move from Zach Wilson to Trevor Lawrence and Christian By the way, Kirk. we were we were I I had prepped a mock draft of the first ten picks for us. If there was nothing happening today, the Lord giveth. Jets have two picks in the top ten. I actually kind of struggled to find like a need for the Jets. The Jets oh. are kind of like okay everywhere except oh for quarterback. Oh my God! Here we go. It's gonna happen again. We're like five months away from the NFL season. I can already feel it. That was our podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out. We'll see you on Sunday. Peace.